Hey, Joe Beningo here. Hey, every Friday night, make sure to listen to Brett and Bob on Locked Up Sports every Friday. Don't miss it. So how did we get here? Let me tell you a story. There it is. And the Giants will make it to the postseason as the sixth seed. A franchise steeped in tradition. The Super Bowl champions. That's been passed down through generations. Hey, baby, let's go out here like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Believe it, and it will happen. Was he inbounds? Yes. And these guys... They haven't just accepted that legacy. They're on a mission to make it their own. Sidearms and intercepted. Picked off by Julian Love at the 40. Sacked by Tibbet. Oh, the ball is loose. On the ground. Touchdown, Giants. You see, there's this bond. An undeniable brotherhood. A belief to never give up and never give in. Shovel. Barkley. Breaks a tackle. Dives in for two. That's the foundation of what we're going to build. The heart and soul of this city, tried and true. You see, these fans believe and won't let it happen any other way. It's all of us, one goal, united in arms. Our way, our way is tough. Oh, what a hit. It's smart. Smart play, the right play. And dependable. The distance, it is good. Playoff time is our time. Right here, right now. I'm a giant Playoff, baby, let's go! And we'll do it our way. Can't wait. When it comes to talking sports, they're the authority. Bob Walters and Brett Grasso. Lock up sports, and it starts now. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out, bring them out. Bring them out, bring them out. Hey! Bring them out. Here we go! Bob Walters from the Brian Gunzel Studios. This is Locked Up Sports. Welcome to the show, everybody. It's a football Friday. It's a wild card football Friday. It's a super wild card football Friday. Welcome to the show, everybody. I am Bob Walters. Brett is not here today. Brett is down in Florida, sunny Florida. Down, he went to summer for for a week or so uh, to visit, I believe, his grandmother down there. So we know they listen. We know his grandma listens. So hello to Brett. Hello to Brett's grandmother. And welcome to the show, everybody. You got me solo here. Today, it is a big, big show we got for you. And it's wildcard weekend. It's some of the best time of the year here for the NFL. The regular season is over. Uh, we have, we're going to go through all the games for you. The Giants are in it. It's been a fun week. It's been a fun week here with, with, the, with the Giants in it. Um, it's been a while since we've had you know either of the local teams playing in the playoffs. I was at the Islanders game last night, actually, which just just my luck. I'm at the Islanders game, and the Rangers have the best game, you know, one of the best games they've had in 10 years. So, I mean, that's my luck. But uh, I was there at the Islanders game. Beautiful arena. Love the arena. It's my second time there. It's, listen, if you haven't gotten out to the the UBS arena out there by Belmont, by the track, it's a beautiful arena. Definitely go check it out. It's worth checking out. But anyway, I was there, and they had the Giants' offensive line at the game. They showed them up on the big screen. Uh, one, I don't even know who it was. One of the guys ripped their ripped their shirt off and pounded two beers, and all I could think of was, "Oh no, it's the boat trip 2023. It's, it's, they're going to get wasted tonight. They're going to do something stupid. I didn't see anything on the news, so I'm guessing they did not do anything stupid. Uh, I'm guessing there was probably also Giants at the Rangers game. I didn't see. Like I said, I didn't see it. Uh, most people watched the Rangers game. I put something up on Facebook and all people could say was, I can't, <laughs> you missed the best Rangers game. The Islanders gave up three in the third period to lose. So there's that, but we are focused today on the NFL and the wildcard weekend. The postseason is here, uh, quickly on the jets. They have gotten rid of their offensive coordinator. It seems like, uh, Woody is putting a concerted effort into, revamping the coaching staff. He's going to keep solid, but he's going to revamp the coaching staff and he's going to get throw some money around at a quarterback. So we'll see. 
So, I mean, the Jets are now old news. They, uh, you know, you can't, the offensive coordinator can't keep his job when you don't score a touchdown in a month to finish the season when you have the playoffs on the line. That, that's the bottom line. There's really nothing that needs to be said about that. He had to go. He's gone. So, you know, the search, the search now starts a new offensive coordinator, and they got to get a quarterback too because the quarterback, I don't think, of the future is on this team. Now, this week, this year, I should say, we have um, – it's a new playoff format. It used to, as long as I remember, as long as I've been watching football, it was the top two seeds in each conference get a bye, and there is four wild card games on wild card weekend. This week, there is six wild card games. One team in each conference gets the bye. The Chiefs and the Philly and the Phillies, listen to me. The Chiefs and the Eagles get the bye – so they play next week. They sit and wait, and everybody else that's in the playoffs plays. And there's some good matchups, but there's also some lopsided matchups. Uh, there's some teams that don't have a quarterback playing this week. They don't have a quarterback. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback. The Ravens don't have a quarterback. So, like, they're, they're divisional games. They're playing divisional rivals. Divisional games normally would be close since it's the third time you're playing a team. And... They don't have their quarterback, so you you look at the, you know the spreads have are lopsided at thirteen and a half for the Bills at nine and a half for the Bengals, so but the game around here that everybody I guess everybody well at least the Giants fans are focused in on and and it seems like everybody in the country seems to be focused in on this game is the Giants and the Vikings in Minnesota, four o'clock Sunday afternoon, and I think the Giants can win. Listen, Minnesota's a better team. Minnesota has more talent. Minnesota is a better team. They have a better quarterback. As much as, you know, it kills you to say it, and you you don't want to say Kirk Kirk Cousins is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. But the Giants have a much better coaching staff. They seem to be much more together as a team. The Vikings are all over the place. The Vikings are all over the place. They don't, I mean, they'll come out, they can come out and blow you out. Or they could come out and, you know, go down 33 nothing to the Colts in the first half. So, you know, you don't know what you're going to get with this, with this Vikings team at all. I think the Giants can win this game. I think it's going to be a tight game. I think it's going to be a field goal game. It could come down to who makes a special teams mistake or who makes a big turnover late in the game. It could also just come down to who has the ball last. So it's going to be a tight game. I think the Giants can win. Listen, they're a three-point underdog, which is basically saying, Vegas is basically saying that the teams are even because you pretty much get three points just for being at home. So Vegas is saying the teams are even. And I, and listen, they play, you couldn't have got any closer than they played just a couple weeks ago. It took a 60-yard field goal to beat the Giants after Jones went the distance of the field, got a two-point conversion and a touchdown just to tie the game. He just left a little too much time on the clock. And, and it could come down to the same type of situation tomorrow. The Giants are, are playing well. Um, Minnesota, like I said, you don't know what you're going to get. It's going to be, a, it's gonna be a, a loud atmosphere. It's a dome, so you don't really have to worry about the place kickers. You know, the two, two solid kickers, reliable kickers on each team. And we'll see. It could be just who makes the big mistake. The Giants are not going to be able to make many mistakes and win this game. They can certainly win the game. They're certainly they're going to be right there, but it's the kind of game where if you have one screw-up on special teams or if you have one fumble in your own end, that, that that's the difference in games like this. And in the playoffs, you cannot have that. Uh, things to look for in this game, I think Kirk Cousins. Can Kirk Cousins get over the doesn't play well in big games tag that he, that he has on him? We all know he has the night the nighttime game tag that he doesn't play well on, but you know that's that's kind of irrelevant. Kirk Cousins doesn't play well in big games. He didn't when he was on the Redskins. He doesn't when he's on Minnesota. Now he hasn't played in too many big games for Minnesota, so we'll see how that goes. Dalvin Cook has not had a good year. He has been he's just not been good. I read an article today from Minnesota, from one of the papers out there, saying that they should not play him. You know that that's what they, that's how bad he's been. He has he just he hasn't been good. He's been injured, and he, he he's fumbled now in three or five games. So the giant and believe, trust me, if I know that the Giants know that, and they're going to be going after the ball. 
They're going to be ball hunting all all day with Cook, especially if he's got the fumbles. Um, now, Jefferson is the best receiver in the game. He's on Minnesota, okay? You're going to have to look for the other receivers to make plays if you're the Vikings. The Giants are going to hopefully take him out of this game. Now, he's going to get his catches because he's the best receiver in the game. So he's going to get his catches. You just can't have him get the big. You can't let him break a big one. Don't let him get behind you. Catch everything in front of you. Make tackles. Tackling is going to be very big for this Giants team. Let's not forget, we're just, you know, just a year ago, the Giants were one of the worst tackling teams you'll ever see, you'll ever watch in any level of football. They couldn't tackle anybody. Uh, we'll see what Wink does. Wink has been very good for this team. This defense has really come together. It's almost like a no-name defense. Besides, of course, Thibodeau and, 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 and the pass rushers. But in the secondary, it's a no-name secondary. And they played well. But do not let Jefferson get behind you and do not let him beat you. Make the big plays focus only on Jefferson. If, if Kirk Cousins just laser-focused on Jefferson all day... Listen, the Giants could probably contain him. You can't let him beat you, right? So you're not going to let... Wink is not going to let him beat him. He's not going to get beat by Jefferson for two, three touchdowns. That's just not going to happen. And if it does, then you tip your cap and, and you just, you know, you got beat. Um, The questions around the Giants' defense are, is Wink going to blitz as much? Listen, I don't see why he wouldn't. Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's done it all year. It's what he does. He brings the house. He gets pressure. And hopefully he can rattle Kirk Cousins a little bit and, you know, force him into a mistake. Because Kirk Cousins likes to throw the ball to the other team in big games like this. Like we said, Dalvin Cook fumbling three of the last five games he's fumbled. He's not had a good year. He's been injured. Special teams, basically, if I was the coaches, what I'd be saying is we can't make a mistake on special teams. And the Giants have made a few mistakes on special teams. They had the uh, the drop punt, illegal drop kick, whatever that was against the Eagles. They've they've had uh, punts blocked. They had a punt blocked against Minnesota. Minnesota blocked the punt in the last game against the Giants. You can't have that in the in the playoffs, especially in a game that's going to be as tight as this one's going to be. Now on the offense, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley. I'm not worried about Saquon Barkley. He's going to play his game. He's going he's gonna to get his yards. He's going to do his thing. Now, are, is Minnesota going to just eight in the box? And are they going to say Daniel Jones beat us? Four or five weeks ago, I would have said that's the recipe, and that's a good recipe to beat the Giants. But Daniel Jones has really stepped up in the last couple of weeks. He's played well. He played a great game that last uh, not, two game, the, the second the game where they clinched. Daniel Jones was great. He ran two in. And it's going to be important. His legs are going to be part of the equation here. Daniel Jones getting out of the pocket, running the ball. You know, you want you wanted him to, you want him to be the second leading rusher on the team. Now, there's been games where he's been the top rusher. You know, and if they take away Barkley and you have Jones as the top rusher, then hey, so be it. Third downs are going to be big on both sides of the ball. You want you. You got to get off the field if you're the defense on third downs. You could not have these back-breaking third down, third and eight, third and nine, third and twelve. You can't let teams pick that up in a game like this. You can't let it happen. So Giants defense getting off the field on third down is going to be big in this one. Now on the offensive side, you got to get third and short, and you're going to have to pick it up. If you're third and three, Saquon's going to have to get the going to have to get the first down. I'd like to run him up the middle there. Just trust your old line. The offensive line for the Giants is much improved. And like, you know, Daniel Jones with his legs bails out the offensive line sometimes. He can extend the play. The DBs that are running downfield with the receivers aren't sure. Is he going to run or is he going to throw? So that that's an advantage. And we'll see. This is a game I think the Giants can absolutely win. And I'm going to be picking them to win in my picks later. I'll, I'll run through that. Um, listen, the, the, the games start on Saturday, tomorrow, at 4.30. 4.30 is your first game. Okay, you got Seattle. 
at San Francisco. 4.30, that's a Fox game. The announcers are going to be Joe Davis, Daryl Johnson in the booth, and then Pam Oliver's on the sideline, and uh, Christina Pink also on the sideline. Then at 8.15, NBC gets this game. NBC gets a night game tomorrow, 8.15, the Chargers and the Jaguars. That's going to be another good game. We're going to go through all these games in a minute. I'm just running through here. 8.15, yeah, that, you get the, the uh, Al Michaels and Tony Dungy. So Al Michaels gets back on NBC, and he gets a playoff game. I mean, he's been doing, he's been doing nothing but complaining all year, and rightfully so. He didn't, he didn't get a good game out of the bunch. He did not get a good game on, on that, those Thursday night deal. He got a lot of money for doing them, but he didn't get to watch a good game. And you could just tell he was ticked off with it. He probably regrets signing the contract, although when he looks at his bank account, I'm sure he's okay with it. Um, so Al Michaels, Tony Dungy, NBC tomorrow night, Chargers, Jaguars. And that's going to be a wild scene in Jacksonville. Then Sunday. So you have, you have two games Saturday, three Sunday, and then a Monday nighter. So Sunday you get 1 o'clock, traditional 1 o'clock kickoff. You're going to have Miami, who's one of those teams I was talking about, no quarterback. I mean, listen, they're, they're, they're going and they're fighting an uphill battle here. I don't, I don't know if they really stand a chance. This one could get out of hand. And the Bills, CBS gets that game 1 o'clock on Sunday. That's Nance and Romo. And hey, listen, you know, Nance and Romo, they, it's going to be a good scene. I do think uh, Hamlin's going to be on the sideline. I haven't heard anything, but I've been saying since last week he did get discharged from the hospital. I believe he's even discharged now from the Buffalo hospital, so he's home. Listen, he's going to make an appearance at that game, and and if the Dolphins didn't stand stand a chance before, they will stand no chance after that. So then 4 o'clock, you got our Giants, the New York football Giants, Fox. It's a Fox game against the Vikings. And you got uh, our old friend, Kevin Burkhart. So it's Kevin Burkhart, Greg Olson in the booth, and Aaron Andrews on the sideline for the Giants game. And Burkhart's good. Give Burkhart, I listen, give him credit. I remember him as the, the Mets sideline reporter, basically. I guess the guy in the crowd. That's where he started. Now he's the top announcing team for Fox. So good for Kevin Burkhart. Kevin Burkhart's what, what we're all trying to be, to be honest with you. And then... Sunday night, you get another good game, a division rival, another one of those teams, though, without a quarterback. The Baltimore Ravens in Cincinnati against the defending AFC championship, the Cincinnati champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. That's an 8-15 NBC, and that you get the usual NBC team. You get uh, Tariqo and Collinsworth on the call there. Then now the new one, the Monday night game, and I'm not a fan of this Monday night playoff thing, I think it's a disadvantage. The Cowboys were bitching and moaning all week about it, about the fact that they got to play on Monday night. And I get, you know, the winner of this will get the Sunday game, but they're going to have, they're going to have a short, shortened week. I don't, I don't know why they do that. I don't know why they don't just play three Saturday and three Sunday. I mean, is that really that hard to to put together, to come up with three Saturday, three Sunday? I, I I don't know. I (laughs) can't, That, that's above my pay grade, but it doesn't. It seems like it's a pretty easy decision. Why are you playing a Monday night game? But anyway, the game's on ESPN. Aikman and Buck, of course, on the call. Cowboys, Dak Prescott against the Bucks. Tom Brady, Monday eight fifteen, and that's your super wild card weekend. And now let's uh, let's go through the games real quick here. The first one you got, like we said, tomorrow tomorrow four thirty. You got Seattle and the and the San Francisco 49ers. A divisional game. Okay. The 49ers are one of the hottest teams in football. They are better than Seattle. They have the best defense in football. Seattle, listen, here, here's Seattle's hope. Seattle's hope is that Purdy becomes the rookie that, that he is. That he plays like the sixth round pick. That he plays like the rookie that he is. That he makes mistakes. He throws a bad interception. Seattle scores on defense or gets a special team score. And that, that's really their only hope because they are not going to be able to hang with the 49ers. Okay. McCaffrey. And, and I don't think the 49ers are going to allow 
Purdy to really make mistakes like that. I mean, he, you know, he'll have his opportunities. You know, if he just, they're going to keep it simple for him. They know he's a rookie. He's the sixth. He's a sixth right. He was the last man picked in the draft. They are not going to put the game on his shoulders. And if they do, then listen, then Seattle is it right. Got him right where they want him. I don't really see that happening. I do think Seattle will keep it somewhat close. Seattle. I mean, Geno Smith's going to need to play perfect. Geno Smith was excellent this year. He's going to make himself some money next year in the offseason. But he cannot make any mistakes if they want to have a chance here. They're, going to, they're probably also going to need a big special teams play. Okay? Seattle, they can't stop the run. And you got one of the better running backs of this generation in McCaffrey on the other team. They're going to feed it to him. He's going to, he's going to be the workhorse. And San Francisco, I think, will outlast... Seattle in this one. I have San Francisco winning that game. So we'll see we'll see what happens there. Now, the night game tomorrow. NBC, Saturday night. This is an interesting game. It's one of the better games, I think. You got the Chargers, who have been playing well lately, going into Jacksonville, which is a team that I've been telling you to keep an eye on for now six, seven weeks. They are one of the hotter teams in football are they one of the better teams no they're not okay but this then and the thing that makes them dangerous is that jacksonville is playing with house money here if jacksonville loses this game yeah it'd be a home loss it would hurt but it would be part of the process okay this is the jacksonville is a team that's coming they are coming up and coming this is trevor lawrence's first little taste of the playoffs He's playing with house money. It's a home game. It's going to be crazy there. They are wild in Jacksonville. They have been wild now for weeks waiting for this. Okay, they're one of the, they got one of the better, hotter teams. They won five in a row. The Chargers, what they, the Chargers now it's Trevor Lawrence's first, first playoff game. Again, you don't know how someone's going to react until you see him do it. Okay, so Trevor Lawrence, it's his first game. They get, the Chargers are going to need to get pressure, and they're going to be able to. You got Khalil Mack. He's going to have to have a big game. Khalil Mack's one of the better pass rushers in the game. Okay? So he's going to get there. If he gets there and he disrupts a play, he can wreck a game. Khalil Mack can wreck a game any, t- any play, anytime he's on the field. The Jaguars, they've struggled to get pressure. And, you know, if the Chargers, listen, I said all year last year, I said all year that I think the Chargers and Justin Herbert was going to be the best, the best quarterback out of that bunch, okay? Swing and a miss, like I said yesterday, swing and a miss because he hasn't had a great year. But the Chargers have gotten hot late, and they can – and Justin Herbert is still going to be a top quarterback. He's still a top quarterback in this league. I don't, I don't care what you say. He might have not had a great year, but he was fantastic last year. He's still a top quarterback in this league, and he can still win. And he's got more experience than Trevor Lawrence. Will Trevor Lawrence be better than Justin Herbert? He might be. You know, when it's all said and done, he might be. And But in this game, Jaguars do not have a good pass rush. Herbert's going to be able to sit back there and pick them apart. I think it's... it's I think the Jaguars play it close. I do. I think it's going to be a close game. A field goal game. And I'll give you my pick coming up in the pick section in just a little while. But I think I think this game's going to be close. I do. And I think people are selling San Diego short, although they're a two-point favorite. So Vegas, you know, they're begging you to take the Chargers. I'm sorry, they're begging you to take Jacksonville. So we'll, we'll see what goes on there, but... Listen, Justin Herbert's going to have a lot of time. Jacksonville does not get a good push up front. And Khalil Mack for the Chargers is going to can wreck this game. You know, he goes out there and he hits, he starts hitting Trevor Lawrence, even just getting quarterback pressures, quarterback hits. You know, Lawrence starts to rush things. He, he's not seeing the field right. He throws a pick. He fumbles a strip sack. That could be the difference in this game. Chargers and Jaguars. Now, Bills and Dolphins, listen, this one, I, it's a divisional game. It's the third time you played the team. 
usually these games are very close. The Dolphins don't have a quarterback. And you can't go into a playoff game. You can't go into a playoff game on the road up in Buffalo against one of the top three quarterbacks in the entire league and not have a quarterback and expect to really even compete. And it sucks for the Dolphins because they've had a rough, they've had a rough year with Tua. Tua looked great early. He got two, three, however many concussions. You know, if you count the first one as one or two, whatever it was, he got, he got multiple concussions. He's not going to be ready. You know, if somehow they pull a huge upset and win, he's still not going to be ready. But this game, listen, it's going to get out of hand. Skylar Thompson is not ready. He has produced one touchdown this whole season. When, yeah, I mean, it, listen, that, that game's going to get out of hand. I think it's it's probably, they keep it, it's probably almost out of hand at halftime. Once Once Miami goes down two touchdowns in that one, it's pretty much it, it's over. They're going to run away with it. So I fully expect Buffalo to advance over the Dolphins. And then you got a fascinating one in Cincinnati and Baltimore. Now, Cincinnati and Baltimore, they just played last week. I think what happened was, listen, Baltimore, again, they don't have a quarterback. This would be a totally different game if Lamar Jackson was playing quarterback, but he's not playing. Now, can he play? That's debatable. I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. He's saying he can't. I, all you can do is take his word for it. Is he playing games because he's going to be, you know, because the contract year coming up? Maybe. Is he playing it safe? Maybe. I mean, do you, I, I don't know. I, he's got to play. I don't care. You know, I know with the money and everything, Lamar Jackson's getting paid. Either way, from somebody. Somebody's giving him a lot of money. If he's okay to play, he needs to be out there and play. If he's not... Well then, you know, there's nothing you could do. I don't know if he is or not. He says he's not. I take his word. I take him at his word. Cincinnati last week, I think what happened there is they were up 24 to three at half, and they just kind of pulled the uh, put the brakes on, and said they realized we're going to be playing Baltimore next week. This is let's just turn this into a spring train, uh, a preseason game, and just vanilla everything because they didn't score any more points in the second half. Baltimore kind of came back. They were able to go down the field. Don't even look at that. That's going to be irrelevant. It's not going to matter in this game. Joe Burrow is as one, is one of the most confident players in the league. He went to a Super Bowl last year. He damn nearly damn nearly won the Super Bowl last year. I loved this comment this week when they said, "Is your Super Bowl championship window closing?" And his his answer was, "Our window is my career." How you? If you're a Cincinnati Bengals fan, you gotta love that, love that. And he, you know, he just exudes confidence, and he backs it up. He backs it up, and he's played well. Cincinnati, I think, can can be a sleeper into the Super Bowl this year. Absolutely can. Baltimore, listen, Baltimore's got a great coach. Harbaugh's a great coach. They got a good defense. They have no quarterback. So again. You can't be going on the road in playoff games without a quarterback or with a quarterback with no experience against one of these top teams and expect to, to win the game. I think this one will be closer than the Miami-Buffalo game. I do. I think they'll probably, Cincinnati will probably pull away in the you know, second half, win by a couple touchdowns. And then the final game we got is Monday. Monday night. Dallas been bitching and moaning all week about playing Monday. Too bad. You know what? Too bad. And Dallas is all over the place, too. Dallas is like Minnesota. You don't know what you're going to get. Dallas can come out and run right over you and blow you out of the building and and win by three touchdowns. Or Dallas can look like they did last week against Washington where they made a kid you never heard of, heard of playing playing quarterback look like, you know, a top five quarterback in the league. They're loving it down there in Washington. Oh, we got a quarterback. Listen, <laughs> I mean, Dallas just, Dallas, you know, who knows what you're going to get. I'll tell you what you're going to get. You're going to get Dak Prescott, and you're going to get Tom Brady. And Dallas is a better team than Tampa. 
Dallas has more talent than Tampa. Tampa is not a good team. I'm telling you, I've watched a bunch of these Tampa games. I've been telling you now for three, four weeks that Tom Brady looks old and Tampa is no good. They were in a terrible division. They won it by the skin of their teeth. And they needed Brady to bail them out on multiple games on the last drive going the length of the field, doing what he does, just to get into the playoffs. Okay? Dallas has a good pass rush. If they could get to Brady and they could hit Brady and they could make Brady uncomfortable in the pocket, Giants fans, we all know it. That's how you get that's how you beat Brady. Make him uncomfortable. Okay, he'll make mistakes. He's not perfect, and he's older now. He looks old. But if you give Brady the ball and you keep and you let him keep it close and you give him the ball and he's got a chance to go to the length of the field and win the game, he's gonna do it. We've seen it a million times. This will be the million and first. Dallas has got to extend the lead if they get it. Do not give, you know, you got to kick dirt on Tom Brady when he's down. Otherwise, he's going to come back and beat you. I don't think Tampa's a very good team. Just from what I saw. I've seen things this week now where, oh, they're getting better. They're ready to explode. I don't see it. I don't think Bowles is a good head coach. I think he got his second chance here. And I, they're not a very good team. He hasn't done much. They, they just, they've, like, they skated through it. They skated through and ended up on top of a bad division. They're the product of the division. They have an all-time quarterback who is aging, who really, you know, he doesn't, he, he's, not, he's not himself. He's not the, the quarterback that came to Tampa two years ago. He's a free agent. He says he, he still wants to play after this season. We'll see. People are talking about him coming to the Jets. Listen, Jets fans, stop. Don't You don't want Tom Brady. One, he's old. Two, if he is the guy to get you to, to, into the promised land, do you want Tom Brady to be the one? You don't. You don't want Tom Brady to be the one. You can't have that. You can't have Tom Brady be your savior that that just doesn't work um listen like i said dallas do not when you get them down kick dirt on them and you got to finish the job you got to step on their throat and finish the job if you get the lead because if you give tom brady a chance to beat you he will beat you it's gonna be a wild scene down there that place gets loud they love their playoffs in tampa they're a bad sports town except for playoffs and football that's it. They don't go. I mean, Tampa is not a good sports town. We see it with the Rays. But when it comes to the Bucs and the playoffs, they have success and they get and they show up and they're full throated and they allowed. Dallas is the better team. They just have it. Just which Dallas team is going to show up? I saw Dallas. I saw Dallas beat the Giants. That pass rush is dangerous. They can wreck that whole the whole uh, the whole D line. And the outside rushes, they could wreck a game right there. Now, is Mike McCarthy on the hot seat if Dallas doesn't get it done and they go into Tampa and lose? I think he is. I think McCarthy is on the hot seat. I think he has to win this game. Jerry Jones is publicly saying no. Jerry Jones has been asked and he's answered and he has said no, he's not on the hot seat. So we'll see. But you know what? He's like a Steinbrenner type. He'll change his mind like that. You know, he'll see something he don't like and he'll change his mind. He'll be down on that sideline. So Dallas and Tampa right there. And in, in Kansas City and Philadelphia, they sit and watch. They get the bye. It's only one bye. There's also um, overtime rules are different this year. In case you haven't known, then the Giants could very well go into overtime. That that game could very well go into overtime. Okay. the The rule is now each team gets a possession. So if the Giants and Minnesota go to overtime, Minnesota gets the ball first, regardless of what they do, no points or a touchdown or a field goal, regardless of what it is, the Giants get a chance to match it. And it's stupid. It's a stupid rule. Because here's, what, here's why it's stupid. Because it, it puts you in the same... After two possessions, 
It puts you in the same position that you were in last year that you didn't like. Okay? You get, let's say the, the Giants get the ball first, they go down and score a touchdown. Minnesota gets the ball again, gets the ball for the first time. They go down and score a touchdown, they match it. Now we continue on, the Giants get the ball back. You're right back where you were. Now, if the Giants go down and score, what are you going to say? Oh, it's not fair that they got two possessions. We only got one. It came down to the coin flip. It's going to be the same arguments. I think what my solution, play a whole extra quarter. Play a whole quarter. Like soccer. And then if it's still tied at the end of the quarter, a 15-minute quarter, then you go to sudden death. Because this whole thing that they're doing... You get it, and I get to match it. We don't get to match each other. It's not like college. It's one possession each, and then it's sudden death. So after the second possession, you're right back where you started last year. And people are going to scream and yell about it again, and they're going to want two possessions. Just play a whole another 15-minute quarter. The end of the quarter, whoever has the lead wins the game. Is it as dramatic as a, as a walk-off? No, it's not, but it, you know what? It's fair. And I get it. The players aren't going to want it for the very reason of, you know, it's, it's, it's more football being played. They're, they're getting hit more. They're going to get more injuries. So the Players Association would fight it tooth and nail, but I think they could push it through. They could give, you know, they could give the union and the players something that, that they want, and you could push this through. The problem is, do the owners really have the appetite to push it through? Do they want to give the players anything in exchange for that? Probably not. And that's probably why we're, you know, we are where we are. And it's just, it's probably going to stay the same is what I would imagine. So, uh, and other things going on before we get to the football picks. Um, real quick, the, the Mets, um, they lost their guy. He went to, Correa went to. Um, we went back to Minnesota. He's on the Twins now. They signed him basically half the years, half the money. Now, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. Uh, listen, if all these teams are saying he's got a problem with the ankle, there's something there. And it might be a ticking time bomb. And I've been a Mets fan long enough where I've, it, it would, the, the, the time bomb would, would hit zero while he was on the Mets. So I'm okay with it. They're a good team. They won 100 games last year with Adam. They'll win 100 games again this year. They've improved the pitching staff, I think. They've improved the bullpen. I'm not really crazy about Vogel back, but that's really not a big deal, neither here or there. What I do think now is they're going to have to sign McNeil. I think you've got to get McNeil back after this year. If I was Cohen, I'd get that thing done before this year even starts. Get McNeil signed for the, next, for the rest of his career. Because he's the best hitter you have on the team. And now, you know, Correa, okay. He's on Minnesota. And listen, it sucks for him. He lost about $150 million. Now, I know Mets fans aren't happy because, you know, we basically just got, you know, an embarrassment of riches now. And we just, if we see something we want, we think we should be able to get it. But you don't want to do that and... I think they made I think the Mets made a good choice. I think I think you don't want to you don't want to mess around with 300 million and 10 12 years. That's too long. You know, even if you got a championship and I'm starved as much as anybody for a championship for with the Mets. But if he got us a championship say in 2 years and then the ankle blew out and you're paying this guy 30 40 million for 9 years it doesn't matter how much money Steve Cohen has. He's going to feel that. That's $40 million. He might have a lot of it, a lot of money, but $40 million is $40 million. And if it's sitting on the bench or it's just being useless where he can't even play third or he's just got a DH, he can't run, it's just it's too risky. Let him go to Minnesota. And, you know, he came out with the, you know, he made a couple comments which, which, come on, give me a break. I get it that you're pissed off because you lost a lot of money, but it is what it is. You, know, you were parading your kid around just last week in an I Love New York t-shirt. And now you're in Minnesota and you're saying, I don't want to, you know, 
talking about buying championships. It, I think the Mets made the right the right call here. I do. I think the Mets made the right call with not signing him because I, I get it. It's not my money. It's not your money. You don't care. I don't even care. But it could have hampered the team. You don't want him after a couple of years sitting on the bench, just being able to DH, can't run, can't play the field, maybe a couple of games at first base. That's not what you need. Listen, get Alonzo locked up, get McNeil locked up. The Mets are a team that's a win-now team because their pitching staff is old. They signed the old pitchers. They got Scherzer. They got Verlander. Listen, they got an old pitching staff. But that could be reworked, Okay. We have the money. We don't have to get every single thing just because we see it and we say we want it. We don't have to get it. It's not, it doesn't have to work like that. There are decisions that can be made that are bad decisions. And this, I think, could have been a bad decision. The risk reward, the risk reward was right there. You can argue the risk reward is in favor of of signing them. Because if you're one of those, oh, we get a championship, and that's all I want. I don't care about anything else. Get me the championship. I don't care about anything else. That's all fine and good. But those people would also be bitching and moaning five years, six years, seven years after they got the championship if he wasn't able to play. And he was constantly injured on and off the, the, the IL. So he goes to Minnesota. Congrats to Minnesota. Listen, you know, good luck. Good luck to him. He lost a lot of money in this deal. He did. He lost a lot of money. And, yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, we're going to take a quick break. We got a, a promo from another, another podcast. It's a movie podcast. So we're going to play that. And we'll be right back with our NFL picks on this wild card weekend. This is Locked Up Sports. Back after this, everybody. Welcome to The Rating Room. The Rating Room is a new weekly podcast hosted by Jay and Andy. In Season 1, we'll be re-watching and discussing one of the biggest movie franchises of all time. We are re-watching the James Bond movies. Who is the deadliest Bond actor? Who are our favourite Bond girls? How did the movies perform at the box office? You can follow us on the usual social media channels by searching The Rating Room on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube. You can also find more information on our website, www.theratingroom.com. You can find the show notes on our website, plus we have pages dedicated to each of the ratings and rankings, which are updated on a weekly basis. And make sure to subscribe to The Rating Room wherever you find your favourite podcast. Don't miss our first episode when it's released next week. The Rating Room. Hey, this is Doc Gooden, and you're listening to Locked Up Sports. Alright, welcome back to the show, everybody. Locked Up Sports. I'm Bob Walters by myself today. As we said, Brett is in Florida, so he went down in the summer. Uh, we went over the games. Now I'm going to give you my picks for the games. And you listen, do what you do what you will with my picks. Some people like to pick against me because I usually lose. Some people might think I'm um I make sense and pick with me. So either way, here are your picks for an NFL super wild card weekend. We're gonna start with the New York Giants and the Minnesota Vikings. The Giants, like I said. They're not as good. They're not as talented as Minnesota. They have a better coaching staff. They're more cohesive. I think the Giants survive this one. I think they win and advance on to Philadelphia. Giants 27. Vikings 25. That is your first pick of the wild card weekend. So now we go 430 on Saturday. Seattle and San Francisco. San Francisco is one of the best teams in the, in the NFC. They might be the best team in the NFC. The most complete team in the NFC. Seattle, upstart. Geno Smith, out of nowhere, had a good year. Stumbled a little bit towards the end. 
Seattle kind of, you know, they took them to the very last game. The Sunday nighter, they had to watch and wait just to get into the playoffs. I think Christian McCaffrey is too much. I think Purdy makes a mistake, but the it's not big enough to cost the Niners the game. I think they overcome Purdy's mistake. And San Francisco advances 29-20 over Seattle in the wild card game there. NBC Saturday night. The Los Angeles Chargers come across the country to Florida for the Jacksonville Jaguars, which is the hottest team, one of the hottest teams in the NFL. I told you, watch out. They got a great quarterback in Lawrence. They got a great running back in Etienne. The Jaguars beat the Chargers 31-28 in that one. The Bills... And the Dolphins, I told you, I don't think this one's going to be a good game. I think the Bills are going to kill them here. This thing will not be closed from the very start. I think DeMar Hamlin's going to show up. The place is going to be crazy. And I think the Bills blow them out. The Dolphins have no quarterback. They are not going to be able to put points on the board. Final score, Bills 31, Dolphins 10. Now we also have another divisional matchup. The third time these teams have played. They just played each other last week. Cincinnati hosts the wild card game against the Baltimore Ravens. Cincinnati-Baltimore, a great rivalry. Okay? They always play They always play each other tough. Harbaugh's a good coach. They have no quarterback. They have no quarterback. And that's going to be the difference. Cincinnati runs away with it in the second half. They win 28-14 to 14 over the Baltimore Ravens. And Monday night, our first Monday night playoff game, the Dallas Cowboys in Tampa against Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Listen, Dallas is a better team, but don't let Tom Brady in this game. Don't let Tom Brady have a chance to beat you. If he has the ball with a minute and a half to go and 90 yards to go to beat you, he's going to beat you. Dallas needs to play good defense. They need to get a pass rush. The the recipe to beat Brady has not changed. It's always been the same. Get pressure, make him uncomfortable in the pocket, and he is beatable. Cowboys survive this one 24-20 as Brady goes down and out in the first round of the playoffs this year. Those, ladies and gentlemen, are your Locked Up Sports Super Wild Card Weekend Picks. So there you have it, folks. Those are my picks. Like I said, do do with it what you will. Pick against it. Pick with it. It is what it is. I gave you the scores. So that's what I think will happen this weekend. The Giants, listen, we'll, we'll go quickly again with the Giants. I think Daniel Jones, I think the Giants win this game. I think they go to Philadelphia next week. And, I, you know, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's not talk about the Philadelphia game first, okay? I was, I was going to go and start to, start to break down the Giants-Eagles next week. But Minnesota, it's not going to be easy. The Giants could very easily lose this game by a field goal as, they, as much as they could win this game by a field goal. It's going to be even game. It should be one of the better games of the weekend. Giants fans, you're going to probably be on the edgiest seat all day. You're not going to get, they're not going to give you, you know, an e- it's not going to be 41 nothing like it was in the NFC Championship game. That game, That's not happening. Minnesota fans haven't forgot about that. They they remember that. 41 nothing the Giants on their way to the Super Bowl before, before losing to the Baltimore Ravens and Ray Lewis and that great defense. Um, Listen, it's going to be fun, though. Enjoy it. Enjoy the game. Okay, enjoy the playoffs. This week has been fun. It's nice having good football teams here again. It was a good football season here. The Jets fell off at the end, but they they still played better than I think any of us thought they would. Any of us thought they would. So enjoy the game. It could go either way. I'm picking the Giants. I think they're going to win this game. You know, it's tough to beat a team twice like that, especially when you're so evenly matched. You know, if Daniel Jones comes out and he, and he throw, plays a stinker, it is what it is. You know, he, Kirk Cousins, if he comes out and beats you, 
and finally decides to, you know, exercise his demons in big games against you guys, okay. I think it's a close game. I think the Giants win. Now, listen, if it's, you know, 28-10 and the Giants were never in the game, then, yeah, they, then you could be upset. But if they lose a, if they lose on a field goal at the gun or if they, they miss a field goal at the gun or, you know, something where it's real close, it's how, you know, like, you played with house money, okay? The Giants aren't supposed to be here this year. They're a, they were a year or two away. They are now in the playoffs against a 13-win team and half of America is picking them to win. So you, you couldn't have asked for a better season. You got a coach that is probably the best coach you've had since Jim Fossil, I'd say. I don't want to, you know, I, I'd say, you know, you can't put him in Parcells yet. You can't mention him with Parcells yet, but he's probably the best coach they've had since Jim Fossil. After a couple bad coaches and bad decisions, the Giants are back where they belong in the NFL playoffs, playing on wildcard weekend, and it's going to be fun. So enjoy all the games, folks. It's a full weekend of football. Doubleheader tomorrow, tripleheader Sunday, Monday night, Dallas and Tampa. Enjoy the games, everybody. I will be back with you on Sunday night to talk about all the games. We'll go over everything, okay? We're going to talk lots of Giants. We'll go over all the games, everything that happened this weekend. It's the weekend wrap-up. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, everybody. I'm Bob Walters. See ya. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to let everyone know by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts or on our website at LockedUpSports.net. Remember, you can also find us on your favorite social media site, on Twitter at LockedUpSports, on the gram at Locked underscore up underscore sports. Join our Facebook group, Locked Up Sports, or on TikTok at Locked Up Sports Show. Now you can catch all the latest from Locked Up Sports anytime. Thanks for listening.